0: Adventure and Ant Hills oh, Welcome to Marvel vs. Marvel It's a podcast where someone who has never read a Marvel comic before in their life Watches a Marvel movie or a Marvel TV show And then quizzes someone who is a Marvel expert Someone that was taught to read on Marvel comics It's the ying and the yang of the marvel experience hello and welcome to an animated episode all about avengers earth's mightiest heroes from 2010 hello and welcome i think i've already said that i'm saying it again i'm rob holden i'm one of your hosts i'm an act- uh, an actor I don't know what's happening here <laughs> I'm an actor, <laughs> yeah sure, I'm an actor, I'm a musician, a uh, juggle um, And I, I also do up-close magic And I am the Marvel <laughs> expert part of the equation of losing my brains And I'm joined on the journey, because it's his journey really yeah. It's his special Marvel journey He's a very ignorant boy It's Mr. Will
1: Preston Hello, Will Preston here, ignoramus, ex-comedian, podcast, ho- podcast host and scaffolder
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where actor came from. I don't know. It was just looming in my mind.
1: Actor! Or I tell them thought... you're an actor. I've done acting. I, it's I, easy. I've done it in my it's own short films, but I thought you were gonna do the whole Garth Marenghi thing where you go plus actor at the end.
0: I don't I know I don't hold an encyclopedic knowledge of one-liners from 60 years ago like you do. Um I have acted for money, so that. Bio was not a lie Um, (laughs) We don't lie here This episode um, This is one of my very This this cartoon series that we're mm. focusing on today, as well as giving us the chance to dive into tons and tons and tons of Marvel history, this is a big one, folks. Mm. It's also one of, my, one of my favorite Marvel projects of anything. It's, it's, it's top, top, top tier for me, um, along with the Netflix Daredevil series and a couple of movies. You know, this is really high on my list. It's a great adaptation of Marvel comics. I'm really excited we're getting to... Focus in on it And we've had lots of um, Letters and things Not letters But lots of people over the years Have said Are you going to do this show? Are you going to do this show? Well we freaking are Coming up We go behind the scenes On one of the earliest Maybe the very first project Of the Disney-Marvel merger We're going to explore Iron Man's stolen technology The time he goes to war with S.H.I.E.L.D. Kang's obsession with Captain America Who can beat Thor and the Hulk? What kind of prison can contain super villains plus tons more Avengers trivia? It is all to come. Make sure you don't go anywhere. We are packed. We are stacked and packed on this show. Um, our big deep dive and um, it's your first time watching it I can't wait to hear all about what you thought I know Mm. you've been behind the scenes so I'm interested to hear some of that as well but I'm really interested in in your unique take and perspective on this series Um, because you're coming to it after seeing all of the MCU whereas this show kind of it's not quite predating it, but it, it really nearly is. It's it's pre-Avengers movie. It's pre-loads it of stuff.
1: It feels like it's on the inside curve of a race. It's on the inside curve. It's not the head of it, but it's getting, you
0: know, inching. That should be the name of your autobiography. Will Preston, on the inside curve. Oh, God. Um, now you're back from Europe. Ooh. Ooh,
1: look at me with my access to the mainland. Uh, <laughs> Where'd you go? What'd you do? Well, we, we first of all we we went to uh, Florence in Italy which was lovely, I ate uh, quite a bit of food, and we saw the cathedrals mm. and stuff, and it's a really beautiful city, it's incredible. Tell me,
0: I don't care about any of that, tell me about the pasta, tell, oh, tell me about the pasta, I, I don't care about any anything but the, but the pasta. I
1: didn't have pasta until Venice, which is where you went to, we took we took a two oh. hour train journey to Venice, I, In, in uh, no I, I did have pasta in Florence, but it was filled with wild boar Mm. That's amazing. They they and then I had like a pizza. Then we also had like uh, I think I had risotto and stuff. Oh no, uh, risotto seafood, uh, yeah, which is just amazing. And then in, I went to we went to Venice, and we you know we looked at all the places, all the obvious places. We went on the you know the the, the water bus. Didn't go on a gondola because it's a hundred euros, and I don't want to be stuck on a boat like that with a guy. Passive aggressively man- maneuvering it through some tight passages. Oh, they're
0: yeah. full on. They're full on like London taxi drivers. They're just, yeah. but with a big stick. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I,
1: what, they, They're going to start having racist opinions at you. <laughs> it. but that was. I went. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Carry on. No, I, no. Said
0: I went. I went to Venice when I was uh, yeah. sixteen, oh, nice. and it is one of the few places I've ever been to where you go. This. Everywhere I look, it mm. feels like I'm in a movie or looking at a a, a, f- a famous photograph. Yep. It is go. It is a. It is constantly gorgeous. It smells. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it is go. like it is. It, your I. It's almost like you get exhausted through how gorgeous it is. It was a. It feels like a real, real, real privilege to have gone. Mm. Um. Yeah. It, 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 was, it, it, it was, does. Yeah, fantastic. We did experience. go on that. Bridge. I mean, I was a bit too young for it, but oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah,
1: you got to wait till you have a, you know, an adult job or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Not when you're 16. Uh, when when um, we went on the bridge that was featured in that Spider-Man film. Uh, Far from. Home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was good, and we saw like all the other stuff, and I had. One of the best spaghetti carbonara's I've ever had. Now we go. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. talking. Yeah. I'm. Anyone who knows me, uh, my mum listens, so she knows. Like, she makes one of the best spaghetti carbonara's, and I've always loved it since I was like a a toddler, basically. And like, there's the one. There's an Italian restaurant near me in Wapping that does an amazing one. But this place in this place in Venice, not only did it not cost much, (laughs) it was incredible. They got it just right. It, and they 29. used lots of crispy. What's that special kind of Italian bacon? Pancetta. They use a pancetta. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, that's not racist. They used they used pan, but they made it crispy like bacon, and it worked so well. And that was amazing. And Another
0: there, title of an autobiography review uh, Will Presson. Crispy like bacon. Crispy <laughs> like. <laughs>
1: Sweet like chocolate, boy. No, no, one remembers that song. Good, I'll Cara. But then we went. Then they after went to the Guggenheim Museum to look at weird, funny uh, modern art. And mm. then there, I had a club sandwich. Uh, not, but the thing is, they, they, okay. they cut the crusts off. They cut the crusts off, Rob. Bread. Was, what holds it together? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They cut the crusts off. Bread was slightly toasted. They had like, like chicken, bacon, egg, lettuce in there, and it was I
0: incredible. Think, yeah, a club sandwich shouldn't have any crust anyway. I'm fairly certain. I
1: did not know that.
0: I think, yeah I,
1: I am not a anyway. sandwich au fait. Anyway, but Anyway, where, just briefly, where else did you go in Europe? Uh, well, we went on our final trip to Munich But it was a seven hour train journey
0: Why is it your final trip to Munich? Why
1: are you never going back? Oh no, 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 I mean like the final leg of our... Journey. Oh, okay. sorry. If I, I thought
0: you were. I thought we we're going to find out you're dying. It's,
1: it smelt <laughs> worse Before than go, Venice, I've gone, Rob. I've
0: gone to. I've gone to Munich, and I'm coming here, and then I'm gone. <laughs> I'm, I'm just to, finishing.
1: Gone? No, no. Just ceased to exist. No, we. Uh, we, we. We went on a seven-hour train journey from Venice to Munich, which passed through Austria, specifically the Alps. We saw the Mm. Alps. We took a train journey through the Alps. It was incredible. Obviously, it's not going up the Alps. You're going beside the mountains, but oh my god, it was incredible. And uh, Munich with I I went. I went
0: to whatever the whatever the Italian side of the Alps Mm. is. Um, like like where you can see a small i mean it's it looks more like it well, it's pretty big actually but you can see a very small mountain right by this village i can't remember the name of it but it was a, a fascinating
1: and amazing place to go it's it's incredible because you think mountains you think remote and it is remote but you've got this kind of quaint european feel to it still like it isn't like in the I middle I felt of-
0: like i could get away with a murder definitely yeah
1: you probably could it's a huge I open felt like space i like they I'm wouldn't that- have
0: The they wouldn't have the resources to do a proper
1: investigation And I would be back on a plane before they knew it
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how, how many
1: bodies there are in the Alps But anyway, I was in Munich for a wedding uh, For a wedding party, more like Because, you know, Covid and everything uh, But more <clears> importantly <throat> I got to tr- uh, have my favourite German cuisine uh, Next to a big church Which yeah, is called church What is it? I don't care about what what did, you,
0: what did you eat. Tell me about the food. I know, well. I'm telling you, it's called Huxen. You can look. <laughs> oh, okay. You can look this up the later. Name of the church.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't care about the picturesque church or the history of the history of Munich. And it's a wonderful beer gardens. Uh, wonderful beer there, by the way. But Huxen, essentially, uh, a big bit of pork on bone hmm. that's been like roasted and like it's basically like crackling on the outside, pork on the inside. And you have that with potato and gravy, mashed potato and gravy, and it's. You have to try it if you are ever in Germany uh, and you like meat. It's incredible. But sounds like a Sunday roast. But okay, yeah. I, I was thinking um, more like it sounds like something from Asterisk. <laughs> yes. no, it's just roast.
0: It's just a roast pork dinner with mashed potato. Anyway, uh, what you don't know at home is that pretty much all me and will talk about when we're not on the air <laughs> is. Food. What we're having for your tea? What have you cooked recently? What's for tea tonight? What have you been making? Rob's always so it's nice to shame. have a little food. We should we should do a super cup one of these days of all the t- all the outtakes of us just talking about food. And another um, one
1: of just talk- us talking about the Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Man, we've got some cool things coming up in November We put together a special behind the page on Black Panther For the release of Wakanda Forever One of our MVM revisited mini-episodes I'll be hitting you on release day mm-hmm. um, Where we're combining a couple of times where We've not done a full deep dive of course yet Because we're going to get to Black Panther in due course But we thought we'd delve into what we delved into um on the Civil War show Yes That pause was me trying to use my memory And uh, we've also, coming up later in November We've got a, uh, another MVM Revisited Where we go behind the scenes On the making of the 90s classic Spider-Man The animated series That's a doozy from one of our best episodes um, Can't wait to bring you that And our next big deep dive episode there's more details on that later on in the show um that's not you don't go anywhere no no I definitely know what that one is don't go anywhere <laughs> we're gonna tell you all about it it's a it's it's the start of something we've not been able to touch yet or haven't touched yet very excited to do this it is MCU mm. um yeah I'm 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 tingling about that one um I can't wait to get into it it's uh it's I mean this this latest season of NBM it's really awesome there's so many awesome things to come out your way between now and December Join me now for a trip into the mind of an ordinary human being a regular person an average Joe is the muggliest muggle it's Will Preston's mind Now this show is based upon one principle and one principle only uh, which is that there, there are two sides of the Marvel experience out there in the world. There's the niche, uncommon side, which is me, someone that kind of knows a lot about Marvel through reading the comics from a formative age, and then there's Will Preston, who represents every single every person in the billions of people in the world who have never read a Marvel comic but love the movies and the TV shows and all of that. And so, we'd like to come together before we embark on a project and dive into it to try and. Get a, a glimpsing into his ignorant mind. Yay! So, <laughs> Will, um, thanks for coming back on, this show. Uh, <laughs> coming have, back uh, on the show. You're coming back on this show like well, I, I have there. a
1: choice. <laughs> Jeez, the cheek! Well, of no, it. it's true.
0: You don't because you, you, you've given up everything else. Now you've stopped playing the guitar and whatever else it was you did, and now it's, there's in, just it's, us.
1: it's in the cupboard over there. It's I haven't just played this, it, years.
0: it. It's just this and your wife and your cats, and that's it forever my lovely family <laughs> yeah we're all your family so um let's cast your mind back to the year 2010 mm. the mcu is in like it's very early it's it's crawling i don't even think it's it's toddling yet it's it's we've just had um all we've had really is iron man incredible hulk and iron man 2 mm. um i'm assuming you've never heard of this cartoon series before
1: no I have to I, I think after X-Men uh, And Batman the animated series When it came to I think Spider-Man the animated series Even though I didn't watch that but I was aware of it After that when it came to superhero cartoons I was completely oblivious It was like a different yeah. thing, thing for me It was like no I'm past all that
0: Sonic the Comic—that's
1: uh, still fine, but I'm past all the superhero stuff. I'll have stuff. you know, I used to read <laughs> Sonic the Comic when I was very young, and I did manage to find a website that showed you all the old issues. And I went, "Wow, these are all right."
0: Because <laughs> well, I, I, my 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 godson met him the other day in, in he uh, Sonic. Yeah, yeah, In the, like a shopping centre he, he absolutely, he's five years old And he went off his nuts He was so happy He did a little excited 90? dance wow. And as he did that little excited dance as a five year old I went, will I do the same dance if he met Sonic? I don't know if I you well, <laughs> would be just I, as happy If I
1: was that age, I was really into Sonic at seven. No, no,
0: right now, you'd be just as excited
1: i, I It depends, depends on how uh, which, which iteration of Sonic but else, what what is this resurgence for Sonic? I, I thought Sonic stopped being popular in the mid to early nineties.
0: It's odd, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's just like um, it just keeps going because of the the different cartoons. I think that's what really helped. There's a funny cartoon series that uh, was kind of knocking around on Netflix and things, and that and, helped get my and the films. My list into it and the films. But but his but yeah, but he loved it before the film came out.
1: Oh, okay. And wow. my
0: my eldest godson did as well, but that's because he's a massive gamer. There he loves the games.
1: They're great games. Anyway, great
0: games. Um, so you went away with this book. How, how did you feel about the Marvel the Marvel movies? I don't know if MCU was even like a term yet, mm. but the Marvel movies kind of, you know, we're talking before Captain America, before Thor, before Avengers. How did you kind of feel? Because pre- Avengers is the turning point, isn't it? Where Avengers is here. Yeah, it explodes it. And, and, and the fandom goes mad. So how did you feel about, about Marvel movies and Marvel things before then
1: Well, yeah, I saw, saw Iron Man 1 and 2 And I really enjoyed them They were a lot of fun Yeah uh, But they did feel like they were just whetting the appetite Until the next Batman movie <laughs>
0: because, Oh, really? That was it for you? The focus was, was Batman Begins and Dark, Dark Knight? And the, the Dark thing.
1: Knight trilogy was, was dominating up till 2012, I think it, That was the superhero movie uh, series to watch, but then you also had I- the Iron Man films. You're like, oh, I've never heard of Iron Man before. You know, I've explained this before on the Iron Man episode, and we'll re- we'll obviously revisit Iron Man again. But I- as I said before, it it just I I had barely any knowledge of this character, and uh I have to say Robert Downey Jr.'s charming turn as Tony Stark really really drew me in. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, and it just made me feel oh. This is another superhero film. They'll make another two of them, and that's it. I had no idea what kind of madness lay before me. You know, good kind of madness, not uh, the bad. So, kind. so
0: had you had you seen the Incredible Hulk by 2010? Then, Uh twenty
1: well, 2010 is when Iron Man Two came out, wasn't it? Was it?
0: Yeah, but we we by by 2010 we'd had Iron Man One, Incredible Hulk, and then Iron Man Two. So, had you seen the Incredible Hulk?
1: Yeah. So No, it, I did, this... didn't see The Incredible Hulk. I, I avoided it because Hulk, Angley's Hulk, was so panned uh that I, I, I saw the Incredible Hulk, didn't it didn't have much of an advertisement to it, and I barely know barely registered it and wow. I went I've yeah. got no interest in the Incredible Hulk. You know, I got the nostalgic interest from the seventies T V show. I didn't bother with Angley's Hulk. I don't think I'm gonna bother with this one. I didn't hear so... anyone go on about it.
0: So you actually don't have any concept of like an MCU really nope. or, a, or a Marvel movie universe It's nope. just Iron Man is up there like a single hero on his own Like Batman, yeah. like Superman, like Spider-Man
1: Like 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 those films, they were set from a universe mm. They weren't, they, they wasn't trying to build up a Justice League Wasn't trying to build up an MCU I was just watching this going Ah, this will be a fun series of three films Three maximum films. You know, this this is what I'm viewing. It is like you will have a nice trilogy, and that's it. Because that's the model we were looking at back in the day. We always looked at things as a trilogy. We never thought about this ongoing mm. series you could do. So I'm that was bringing a characters thing. together. Yeah. No. No. Just. Just. Just.
0: I just wanted to see Iron Man. I think you would have found this series very interesting then yeah. at, at that time Because it kind of took Iron Man as a starting point, as we'll talk about But then threw all these other characters into the mix that weren't there in the in the movies yet um, mm. Fascinating, really I did find um, the
1: concept, whenever I heard about it Like Justice League and stuff like that and all the spoofs that happened I did find the concept back then of superhero teams to be mental Cause mm. it's like y 'cause like if there's enough going on in one superhero film. Like, what, you're gonna have four of them? That's crazy. How are you yeah. gonna tell a story?
0: <laughs> yeah, the juggling of it is as we saw in <laughs> the Justice League movie. Oh, it's God. not it's not easy. It's not, you have to have a bit of a deft hand to it. I
1: have to tell you, Zack Snyder makes it look very hard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for James Gunn to take over the uh, creative range though. Oh, I, I that's want an to s- amazing announcement!
1: I want to see what they do, what he does with that. Because is he going to carry on with what's already been laid? Is he going to knock it down, start again? I want because because Henry Cav- Cavill's already been confirmed for another Superman it's film. Cavill, you know it's Cavill.
0: You don't Cavill, you don't have to, Cavill. Henry Cavill, Cavill. He goes from to Europe for a
1: couple of days. Cavill. I'm Henry Cavill, not Cavill from from Durham. Yeah,
0: I, I have to say, I know there's a lot of fans out there of him. I don't think much of, of Henry. Um I think he's quite uh, I don't think much of him as an actor. And I, he's, I don't know, he's distractingly I don't, he's handsome. Quite, again, I don't get that. Don't get me my, 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 my dearest friend, my best friend in the whole world, she he's her like number one crush. Yeah. Um but I like like I don't get me wrong, I completely understand being attracted to this amazing mm. body. But when he was cast I went he's perfect for Superman because he's got a generic bland face. <laughs> he's just generic western man. Yeah, That's all he yeah, looks like to yeah, me. Yeah. I don't and I'm not the kind of I know I know a handsome dude when I see one. I'm not an uptight repressed well I am but you know in different ways. Um but I I I do not I don't he doesn't strike me in that in that way. I, like if you it, like for instance I can completely see the um Robert patson and and how he is just Ooh. this amazing pretty boy, and there's that aspect to that character, and I go, oh that works for that could work for that role, and you know romantic thing whereas i, I, I whereas this guy just then yeah no he 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 totally blend into the background right. <laughs> I don't get this guy's face at all, um but we're all different, we're all uh, different we're all different. Uh, we all drive a different style of Cadillac <laughs> um so that's kind of where Will Preston was, 2010
1: mm, um, In uni, in Portsmouth
0: In uni And we're going to dive back into that We're going to have a, a, a look at the world around this series coming out Because it is possibly 2010 mm. For what we are experiencing now Specifically Marvel and Disney mm. 2010, because of particular events Might be the most significant year in, in, in the media world You we, heard it we, here we, first we're going to get to that to um, get to But that. you've got the uh, the notes for us to um, take us behind the scenes, Will yeah. Some stuff that even I did not know about this show
1: I, I, had, to, I had to dig around because it's really hard to dig around <sighs> um, with with cartoons Because, you know, films, production, behind the scenes stuff so well documented But cartoons, a little hard to find So, Avengers, uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes This was one of the first Marvel projects to be released after the Disney Marvel merger coming hot on the heels of Iron Man Two, which means I can't, I, it can't have been in, it can't have gone
0: in production. I think it must have been in production before, but mm. it's still um, like Iron Man Two was in production way before the merger. Okay. It just happened to be one of the first things released. It would have been because you know you can't knock out, it. Was the mergers th- uh, the end of two thousand nine? Okay. Okay. Um, I, it's, it's December 20, 2009, yeah.
1: So. I, I'm very bad with knowing when the merger was. I keep forgetting. I always think in my head it's 2011 or 2012, but it's like 2009. Okay. Well, yeah. That was that. Um, producer Joshua Fine and a number of other creators of the Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes were initially developing a series based on the Hulk. However,. It never made it past the scripting (coughs) stages before the team was brought on to create a new series based on the Avengers The original began as Incredible Hulk Gamma Corps, which was going to feature a combination of Hulk's Warbound and the Hit Squad from the Gamma Corps comics uh, miniseries. So the
0: Warbound, if we remember, yes. uh, do you remember the Warbound from our Planet Hulk series and World War Hulk?
1: I do indeed. Spinoff, yes, his little team <coughs> in it of slaves. His little, yeah, his, no, they're not his slaves. No, sorry, that was really oh, bad. They were, phrasing They were gladiators. They were gla- well, they, yeah, they,
0: they were slaves, slave gladiators. They're not Hulk's slaves. They're not Hulk's slaves. That's a you really missed not misrepresenting uh, old Bruce Banner there.
1: Look at my team Remember I've got a bunch aren't they great a bunch ca- of slaves. This is my team I've got aren't they great? Are they allowed to leave? No. Nope.
0: <laughs> Each member of the Warbound is said to be as strong as the the, the regular Hulk. Mm. Um, there were a powerful bunch of people.
1: Powerful bunch of lads the show was going was also going to feature hulk teaming up with other superheroes with scripting for pre-production underway it was felt that the creative work that was being done to bring hulk's world and his villains to life was too good to relegate to his universe alone and would be much better suited as part of a full-on avengers adaptation
0: oh wow so they <laughs> so they yeah. said we're doing we're bringing in so many other characters <laughs> and doing <laughs> such good work we can't just limit this to event to, to Hulk. We need to yeah. do all the. That's amazing.
1: I like that because it's like ah, we really want to focus on this character who's who has been part of a team. Ah, actually, no, yeah, we might as well. Let's make the project more ambitious, guys. Let's make the project. <laughs> yeah. More. We we started off building a building a two uh, a three bedroom house. Ended up building a skyscraper. You <laughs> know. I was making a wisecrack and you're staring at me Like I've, my trousers have fallen down Never mind I'm speak. sorry,
0: th- this is the problem with Will If you don't throw your hands up and your head back laughing He immediately thinks like there's been a big problem And I had to say Yeah, I'm just focused on the show That didn't tickle me that much, buddy, I'm
1: sorry This is why you're uh, co- I appreciate the, the levity <laughs> In comedy, if like that happened, it'd be like Oh, they hate me, oh, never mind <laughs> <laughs> And i get stressed uh, When this series was being made and released The MCU only consisted of two Major characters Iron Man and Hulk The series was told To use those movies As a starting point And then fill out The rest of the Marvel Universe From there So that's quite easy Isn't it They've got their work Almost cut out for them Because it's hard to start On a blank piece of paper Obviously they can refer Back to the comics But it's, it's a nice But how, what, what spin are they Doing it from What aspect What angle are they Doing it
0: And of course That's the, the audience's Um Kind of viewpoint isn't yeah. it? The audience you assume Has seen the Incredible Hulk Has seen the Iron Man As long as you keep those characters Kind of in the same vein You can then You know As as we see in this In this
1: series Spin off and do all sorts of other stuff Indeed uh, Story editor and head writer Christopher Yoss Has an extensive CV With Marvel uh, From comic book writing To MCU films He worked on the films <laughs> Thor The Dark World And Thor Ragnarok And on
0: TV Which are Which are cri- Like Like According to fan reviews, one of the probably the worst, and then one of the favorites. It's, That's a wild spectrum. It's a writing. wild spectrum. <laughs> it's amazing what
1: Taika Waititi can do. And then after a while, you go, you know what? I've had, I've had enough now. I, I want serious <laughs> thought back. Uh, TV work he's worked on X Men Evolution, uh, Fantastic Four World's Greatest Heroes, Wolverine and the X Men, and Iron Man Armored Adventures. And have you, do you know any of those ones out of interest? I've seen them all of course You've seen them all Rob because you know everything
0: Interestingly this series Ties is meant to be In the same universe as X-Men Evolution
1: Yes that rings a bell actually
0: Uh, Um, And we will see In one of our later episodes One of the characters crops up Using the same voice actor um, And they Parallel the events In an episode of X-Men Evolution
1: yeah, I, 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 I just remembered this now And I know which bit you're on about Anyway, uh, Christopher Yost also uh, worked at Marvel Comics uh, For Avengers, Spider-Man, X-Force and X-Men Not only that He also wrote the Naughty's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, cartoon The Mandalorian And was a writer for the short-lived Netflix live-action adaptation of Cowboy Bebop I heard some interesting things about that Cowboy Bebop um it, adaptation. Now, I've seen the original Cowboy Bebop. It's a lot of fun, and the live-action adaptation, yeah, so it's good. But it does feel like it's not adding anything new. It's like mm. it's it would work if it would have worked as like a one-off thing. Like, what would it be like if, if Cowboy? We're gonna do like a special Cowboy Bebop, but it's live-action. If you just did the one-off, not a, not a series, because it feels like it's a retelling of a lot of it.
0: But I, yeah, I guess it's the problem with that, with some of these remakes and adaptations is mm-hmm. that. Sometimes you go into it with "We're going to take this thing mm. and then present it to a new audience because this audience yeah. won't watch anime, so we're just going to make it I, right." But then all the yeah. actual fans of the anime go, "I don't like it because it didn't." We, it was, I could just watch the anime. And go, yeah, this isn't maybe for you. They
1: did do one thing right though, which was which was <coughs> do it, and they 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 posted this me. all about when they were like uh, promoting it. They did a faithful recreation of the opening uh, sequence, complete with the brilliant uh, theme song. It's got a fantastic opening thing, Cowboy Bebop. Go on YouTube after you listen to the podcast. Anyway, we're not here to talk about manga and anime. This is a Marvel podcast. Producer Joshua Fine has also extensive producing and writing experience with Marvel TV projects like Christopher Yost. He worked on Planet Hulk. Iron Man, Armored Adventures, The Spectacular Spider-Man, Wolverine and the X-Men, Ultimate Spider-Man, and Fantastic Four: World's Greatest Heroes. So that I reckon that would have been the Planet Hulk we watched and covered. Yes, definitely,
0: yeah, definitely, definitely.
1: definitely. Because you could tell, also tell, uh, they have a similar kind of animation style. I thought Mm, they do, yeah. But we'll go on about that later. Uh, the music the music was composed by David Ari Leone and Guy Erez David also composed the theme tune to the nineties Spider-Man animated series. Now we're talking. The theme yeah, you can tell the theme song Fighters One was performed by Chicago based rock band. Oh world's about to break. <laughs> it's so good. I love that like that theme song. I've had it stuck in my head for weeks now. That means it's a good song.
0: Oh, as far as one. It's so good. And what sucks about season two is
1: they cut it out. What do they do? They just cut to. The they cut. The, they don't have the song. Do they? They have a replacement song. They just cut straight into it. They don't
0: have the lyrics. I think they have. Um, I think they have. Uh, Maybe they have just the music, or they mm. change it. And but all the all of the lyrics they keep is right at the end yeah. when the logo ah, comes up. There we go. They have the guy go, "Avengers assemble," oh. um, and it's confusing because this show is not called "Avengers assemble," mm. but the Avengers cartoon that comes after it is, <laughs> and that does not have a theme song that goes, "Avengers assemble." I it's heard confusing. that
1: was. I heard that wasn't as good. Uh, nope. The, the theme tune for this reminds me of the theme tune for the video game Sonic Adventure which I will say check that out as well it has the same vibe as this as that, and it has an amazing guitar bit to it. It's just incredible. <clears throat> but the band that performed it for, uh, was Chicago based rock band Bad City who, who split up a year after the show came out. They only released one album the same year and then went done. Oh, no. So, very short-lived. But... So, we
0: can't catch them on tour. That's a shame. We could have got him to one of our live shows. Could, yeah. Come, how, come how down was and play the,
1: the theme. <laughs> how was that one album you made? Uh, the show was handled by the production company Film Roman, who have produced a number of much-loved animated TV shows like The Simpsons, Garfield and Friends, Mighty Max, The Critic, The Twisted Tales of Felix the Cat, Family Guy, Season 8 of Beavis and Butthead, Ultimate Spider-Man, X-Men Evolution And Hulk and the Agents of Smash
0: Mighty Max was the Daddy, was, it was the absolute good, wasn't it? it was the meatballs and it was the sauce It was so good It had no right to be that complex That dark Like absolutely no right To be anything we- it was a. It was a weird, it was Polly Pocket
1: for last Yes, yes It had no right, that cartoon series had no right to be that good The only time oh. this happened That's been that good has been Earthworm Jim the cartoon mm. of Earthworm Jim. Was yeah, fancy. but the
0: cartoon series, the, the 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 video game was really good and funny, and, and oh yeah, Jimmy. it had the same. Ve- this was a completely different, like, Jimmy. like it, it just it was. This was not a complex and dark like toy.
1: Yeah, but like, so good. I have to say, the one memory I have of the Mighty Max cartoon is uh, they basically do John Carpenter's The Thing
0: in one episode
1: Arctic base shape-shifting alien no one trusts each other and I remember going oh that's good and then years later I'd see The Thing Oh I see what they were doing there. Also I will strongly
0: remember an episode of Mighty Max where his like uh, one of his friends is his guardian his protector is like bodyguard.
1: Yeah. And
0: he's fighting somebody and this person is like hanging off a cliff or something It's like the, the bad guys like you have to save me. You have to save me. You you're a good guy. You can't let me fall to my death. You you're a good guy and he lets him fall to his death and he goes maybe I'm just like an okay person. Oh that's <laughs> And I was great. like this is a children's cartoon You can't do this you can't have it anti-heroes loved in a it.
1: children's cartoon. <clears throat> the Critic as well is a very uh, One of the many 90s adult animations That were very short lived because of the success of The Simpsons But they did a crossover episode of The Simpsons With The Critic and I have to say If you're into films uh, Watch The Critic if you can hunt it down It's actually really good they made him yellow in the to fit in with the world, don't they? Oh yeah, they made him yellow, but that's just you know, that's just what they do with the Simpsons, isn't it? Anyway, as well as handling the formation of the Avengers story arc at the same time as phase one of the MCU, the show also handled other major story arcs, such as Secret Invasion and the Kang Dynasty, which are now finally coming to the NCU over ten years later. So it's ahead of its time.
0: Yeah, I'm really focused on how you said Dynasty, it's bugged me.
1: I mean, I let Evolution I, go. Did I say dynasty? Evolution?
0: You said you said Dynasty and Evolution and I I've let them both go and I, I I wish I hadn't.
1: I'm sorry, I just I I I've heard Anyway, look look, look we all hear different <laughs> pronunciations. <laughs> Not everybody's wrong, but some people <laughs> no, are very no no no, 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 that's fine. We, we won't, know, we won't gatekeep Marvel, but we will gatekeep Dynasty pronunciation. That's what we'll do on this podcast. He's gr- He's he's making a grimace because I mispronounced that wording. Anyway, I'll continue. After two seasons comprising fifty-two episodes, the show was not renewed for a third season and was succeeded by a new Avengers show, as we've mentioned, called Avengers Assemble in two thousand thirteen, which you don't like. I've never seen, but hey, it's not that I don't like it. It's just
0: it's just it's a massive step down. Yeah. Um, no. What 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 basically happened? I I believe is that they wanted to, like, Avengers, Earth Mightiest Heroes had gone on to become its own thing, so completely separate and different from what the MCU was. So in 2013, they're like, we need a show that got the same characters and they look the same as the MCU does mm-hmm. post Avengers movie.
1: Okay, so okay.
0: we can't have Hawkeye wearing his classic costumes so it looks nothing look like Hawkeye. We can't have s- Black Widow needs to look like like Scarlett Johansson. Oh, and
1: that's a shame. All,
0: all these things they needed to they need to kind of like we need to have Falcon on the team. We you know we need to get rid of these. Uh, so all the lore and the backstory and the history and all the no. the cool stories they've done in in Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Didn't line up So if you've got new fans coming in from seeing the movie And they want to watch an Avengers cartoon Well, they're new fans And this show's been running for 52 episodes They've had a, a Skrull invasion they fought Galactus You know, it's just not the same And so, you know, business metric-wise I can kind of see why they had to make that decision mm. It's incredibly frustrating that they didn't, weren't able to have the money Or the distribution at the time To keep it going and launch another one
1: Or I don't know ah, that's yeah. fair. Real shame Yeah <clears throat> it's real shame because I really really enjoyed this At the 2012 Marvel Television Presents panel at San Diego Comic Con Jeff Loeb Head of Marvel Television said of the relationship Between the two shows we're not in, He said we're not in any way Saying Earth's Mightiest Heroes Never happened You will see an epic conclusion And then you'll say, oh, what's next? But the abrupt cancellation left both producers and fans very unhappy. I'm not sure what he means by that because Avengers Assemble
0: definitely says that everything that happened in Earth Might as Heroes didn't happen. Like, that's fine to. Yeah, you as a producer aren't saying it never happened. Of course it happened, but you're not continuing that universe. Never listen to
1: anyone at a panel at Comic-Con. They just, just, just they're just they're just they're just trying to do short-term wish fulfillment. It's rubbish. Uh, and finally, Christopher <coughs> Yost revealed the plan that plans for season 3 included introducing Magneto and the X-Men, The Fall of Asgard, the creation of the new Avengers team, built uh, building to a big Avengers versus X-Men story. Oh my god, that would have been amazing.
0: I'm wondering if that would have actually been the X Men Evolution characters that cross over and come across, because, you know, Yoss working on both those shows and there's already been a little connection. Very interesting. What a shame that we didn't get that at all. What was the world like in 2010? Let's take a trip back in the MVM Time Machine, modelled after Kang's in this series, which is <laughs> modelled after <laughs> the classic H.G. Wells Time Machine movie, of one of the best movies. Um, and we spin way back to 2010. Will, what were you doing in 2010? You said you were at university? I was!
1: 2010! God, that was my second year at uni. Uh, I... So you, were,
0: you, you went to uni late then?
1: Yeah, I I, uh, I dropped out of college when I was uh, seventeen, and I spent my eighteenth birthday filling in a job seeker's application. There we go. Yeah. Depressing, and, and 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 eventually, after working minimum wage jobs for a couple of years, I went. This is awful. <laughs> 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 I need to go into education and get a proper uh, office job or whatever. You know, I I didn't want to be working a, a customer service. Stuff or or sweeping kitchens or anything because I, I did I, I've done everything I've done nearly every single kind of uh, but yeah uh, this was I was in my second year at uni doing media studies and entertainment technology um, I was a different person back then let's put it that way tell me about it 2010 I.
0: I I used to have a very demanding, intense uh, job in social services. I had a mild breakdown, (laughs) a depressive episode, of a few years, and then I think by two thousand and ten, I would have found myself working in a in a friend's pub. So I was um, scrubbing toilets and pouring pints and throwing drunks out and sweeping up broken glass, and became a different person became a completely different person and mm. much better for it that job I worked in a pub for about the best part of a decade and it um it's it did an awful lot for me and that's where I kind of launched a load of comedy stuff that I was doing took over running gigs and I, I was on the I was on the the circuit so I was doing gigs in Manchester a nice. lot as well as around the West Midlands and and kind of yeah, having having just about getting back to having fun and stuff. And what was happening in the world? What was happening in the world, Rob? Uh, the Chilean miner crisis, miner oh, the miner miracle as they called it. Um, they uh, a mine in Chile closed down, uh, collapsed in in August of, of of 2010, and 33 miners were trapped, 20, uh, two thousand three hundred feet below ground level. They survived mm. for a record 69 days as food was pushed down a Oof. very narrow, narrow, like, tube to them. Mm. Um, and eventually um, they were extracted one by one through a really incredible um, relief rescue effort. And they became instant celebrities and were all over the place after that.
1: Was that like the little, tube, the little rocket tube that came down, like, one by one? They like, shoot yeah. up. That was incredible, one one. wasn't it? That amazing.
0: Was amazing. Sixty-nine days underground, blooming Um In October, hmm. Instagram is born. That's so. Instagram was not a thing when you know this is this is coming out. It's barely happening. So it's a world before
1: influencers and all that kind of business. It's also early, um, uh, early with the smartphones as well. I mean, the the iPhone was released two years before. <clears throat> Well we've got a lot of that to talk
0: about, yeah. Mm. Um but uh, to throw some of our younger listeners back to a pre Instagram kind of world. Um the two thousand ten was a huge year for uh is it Stig Larson, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Stig. Um
1: Stig Larson.
0: It's Stig, is it? No, no, Steag. Let's go with Stig. Stig, okay. Mm. Um, the 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 Millennium trilogy, the um mm. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh, the girl who played with fire, and I can't remember the third one, um, but those uh, Swedish kind of crime murder novels were, even though he 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 passed away um, several years before in 2010, they rocketed to the top of the bestseller charts, mm. and um, and then uh, they they went on to be optioned for major movies with yes. uh, James Bond. Um, <laughs> Lost aired its big finale after mm. six seasons mm. um, At the time it came out It was called The Biggest Moment in Television um, And uh, the last episode proved to be very, very divisive to audiences I lived through it I, I was listening um,
1: to my Sopr- Sopranos podcast And they're talking to the guest about the ending to The Sopranos And he went, it was just like the ending to Lost Everybody was yelling about it And, uh, and like, why did they do the thing that we predicted? <laughs>
0: They did not do the thing that you predicted. I can't do this again, folks. I I, I have been in remission for arguing with people over Lost for so many years. Whatever you think they did, they didn't do. You just didn't watch the program properly. Well,
1: I didn't watch it, the program at all, so I'm just... You know, well, then
0: I don't want to hear it. <laughs> God damn. Because the, the overwhelming majority of people that come in like that Watched a few episodes or a few seasons, stopped mm. watching, and then came at the end and went, Yeah, that's what I predicted it was going to be. And you didn't, Sandra, shut up. I um, D- oh, s- wonder who Sandra the- is. Uh, weirdly, it's my mum's name. <laughs> 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 I wasn't intentional. I meant to go for Barbara, and I just reached for the wrong name. Mm. Um, So. Anyway, yeah, it was a major it was not a perfect show, but it is my all-time favorite science fiction show of all time. Um Toy Story 3 hits theaters um, mm. and becomes the first animated movie to earn 1 billion dollars at the box office. What a brilliant um, film
1: that was. I remember when Pixar films were just about fun and they didn't make you cry.
0: Toy Story 3 makes you cry.
1: Yeah, yeah that's what I mean But like before oh. Toy Story 3 and everything Pixar films like hey it's a oh, fun okay. animated film And now it's like sometimes existential the, stuff. Sometimes
0: the thing you mean is the opposite Of the thing you said <laughs> I'm Decoding
1: got, you is tricky sometimes I could, buddy. I could, Well it's almost like sarcasm I was trying to make it in a sarcastic way But yeah Toy oh. Story 3 I gonna watch that in the cinema and tearing up
0: And yeah, it's like great.
1: oh my god every Pixar film Since this has been all about How can we make people tear up
0: Toy Story 4 can get in the bin it can get in the bin and it can go into the sea.
1: Didn't even watch it because I was like, nah, Toy Story 3 had such a off. perfect ending. I'm just like, yeah, why would you absolutely. do that?
0: Money, 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 money. ching! Money! Why did Shawn Michaels come back to wrestle in Saudi Arabia after his career ending match with The Undertaker? Because they paid him $3 million for one match. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Um, Avatar becomes the highest grossing movie of all time. Mm. Although it was released in, in uh, the end of 2009, it becomes a monster at the box office that, that rolls through the early part of 2010, where it, it um, surpasses that, that yeah. mark. And there we go. The world's um, longest fun- video
1: game cutscene.
0: <laughs> have you got, what, The Mandalorian? Sure. No,
1: also, I was going to say, the uh, um, Av- Avatar was the long- world's longest video game cutscene.
0: And I threw a Mandalorian joke, because that's, that's how I view the Mandalorian. I've never seen um, it. It's a very... You'd probably like it. <laughs> I, it's a guy going on really tedious side quests for no <laughs> reason.
1: <clears throat> I love it already. 100%ing. you got fond memories of Avatar? I saw it in 3D in the cinema, and I remember thinking, oh, you know, it's pretty, but it's very boring, and it felt, for a lot of it, and it felt—I just felt like there nothing original was really happening. It, mm. I felt like James Cameron had spent hadn't made a film in such a long time. He forgot how to make a film, <laughs> and, and, and it just felt like a lot of it felt like Halo and other games. It just felt like yeah. an amalgamation of so many video games. I'm there watching this, going, eh. "What happened to you, man?
0: Yeah, what happened?
1: Why can't we have more of Terminator Two? What happened to you, James Cameron?" Made some of the greatest films of all time, and then just went. Ah, I'll just make Avatar. That, I mean, good on him. It was ambitious for what it was, but it was just like. Ugh. And then he spent all this time making a sequel. I'm like, it can't take that long to make a sequel.
0: I know. Um, <clears throat> as we mentioned, the MCU at this stage only mm. consists of three movies: Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, and Iron Man Two. Uh, which means you know we haven't yet had the the big MCU explosion, the big explosion of Marvel popularity, because that only really comes with the Avengers movie in 2012, the movie that people went back to see multiple times yes. that crossed the billion dollar mark and that really led to everyone going, oh wow, a shared universe is mm. cool. Um, but most significantly. 2010 the ipad is launched for the first time <laughs> it, it popularizes tablets all across the world it's supported by a huge increase in the number and diversity of apps mm-hmm. that are made available we also get you know the angry birds uh, phenomenon in, in 2010 2000 uh, yeah from 2010 onwards but this is a huge huge moment for tv and movies because apple signed a deal to have Netflix installed as a default app on the iPad when it launches. Ooh. This this causes the explosion of subscribers to Netflix and popularizes Netflix all over the all over the world. 2010 is the year that normalizes watching movies on your tablet. Mm. It did not happen Before this year Because no one had a tablet (laughs) And even if they did Netflix wasn't on it Everyone sat down To watch their movies And their TV shows On a television Through a traditional Media means of getting it I'm talking DVD I'm talking TV I'm talking cable Or pay TV Mm. By the end of of the year 2010 Netflix Would have over 20 million subscribers More than HBO Wow And 2010 is the first time that cable television or pay TV starts to lose customers by hundreds and hundreds of thousands I think it's 700 to 800,000 people in America Cut their cable subscription or cut their pay TV subscription because hey, there's this thing on my tablet Um, So this is the year That completely changes As we sit down to watch our Disney Plus shows now On our laptops, on our tablets, on our phones And cast them to our screens As we sit down and able to watch these movies For, you know, whatever it is 8 to 10 quid a month This is the year that makes that happen That completely changes how we consume movies and TV shows (laughs) The MVM mailbag is uh, bursting up on Will's lap uh, We want you guys to get in touch with us And let us know how you're loving the show Or, I mean, you can send us hate mail if you want We probably, I think we'd probably definitely read hate mail, wouldn't we? There's a bit something to do, isn't it? A bit of a laugh
1: The closest thing we've had to hate mail is the guy with the review saying Could you please stop talking about video games? Four out of five stars. That was our, <laughs> biggest, our biggest hate mail. Was four out of
0: five stars. So I hate this, 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 and this, but it's still nearly perfect. Um,
1: <laughs> drums <laughs> line,
0: Marvel versus Marvel at gmail.com or you can tweet us at Marvel versus. Um, what have you got for us uh, this this week? Will?
1: we've got Jack Frost who wrote in to say
0: the Jack Frost, the Jack. The, Frost. Is, the
1: one who nips at my toes. No, oh, no, a no, big fan! Not the one who nips at your toes. No, it's oh. actually Michael Keaton in that film, Jack Frost. Oh. Did you see the horror one
0: called Jack Frost? It no, the same no, no, time.
1: Well, well, the Michael Keaton one was pretty horrible. Uh, no,
0: in, in in this one, he wants to. Uh, you know what? I've just realised I can't even say. He takes the the carrot off his nose and he puts somewhere somewhere else. To f- fulfil another biological function Let's <laughs> get on with the <laughs> <laughs> It's disturbing, don't watch it Don't watch it, it's a wrong,
1: wrong movie Ooh, Anyway, yeah. Jack Frost uh, Neither of those two mentioned uh, Just a man called Jack Frost Said So I started on Spotify trying to find some info on Marvel Comics.
0: Good way to start. Good way way to to start. start. Yeah.
1: Ended up finding one of the best podcasts around over the past month. Sounds like us. Oh, yeah. I've learned so much Marvel facts, it's crazy. I keep driving my partner up a wall trying to explain these complex stories to her. I just wanted to give you a, uh, a list of the things I've listened to in the past month in order. Iron Man, Hulk, Iron Man 2... Thor, Captain America Avengers, Blade, X-Men Spider-Man, Iron Man 3 Thor The Dark World, The Winter Soldier X-Men 2, Guardians of the Galaxy Spider-Man 2, Fantastic Four Age of Ultron, Ghost Rider, Deadpool Spider-Man 3 and Venom In a month In a month, that's commitment commi- Well done Jack, Well like that
0: Commitment and dedication and hey, look we understand Sometimes you do drive your partner up the wall uh, Talking about Marvel versus Marvel um, Remember if it's a choice between us or her Choose us. Yeah, you should always other there are other fish in the sea, but there's no other
1: us. (laughs) (laughs) I've also watched each movie with you guys shortly after I listened to the episode. Did you do anything else in that month, Jack? (laughs) Hey. Sometimes I have this where I get immediately into something I become obsessed that takes up my time when I became obsessed with the SCP Foundation. Yeah, hyper
0: focused. That's not a thought... symptom of anything, is it, Will? No
1: it, That's what? What?
0: It's not a symptom of anything, is it? No It's not a trait of any particular neurological condition At you, all You say Carry that. on if with it... the letter No,
1: I was going to say, <laughs> I genuinely am thinking I might have an ADHD diagnosis at some point Because there are too many symptoms, Where I'm thinking oh.
0: Well, there's many of us right now, Will, falling onto the floor In surprise <laughs> and in shock
1: and also in surprise uh, 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 But you know I had to do the right thing and find out more info about my man Spider-Man And on Patreon I listened to Spider-Man Clone Wars, Spy- Superior Spider-Man, Secret Wars and The Spider-Verse I hope everything is well and I ho- truly hope that you guys keep going all the way up to Endgame and Spider-Man No Way Home I'm we're going, we're going there, aren't we? We're we're, we're on that, we're, we're on doing, that long road. No, no, no. Earth six one six stone left uncovered, young man. Damn right. Unfortunately, my rent almost doubled, unexpected. Oh, so I'll have to stop doing the right thing, but binge every last minute and every last piece of information, so I don't go stir crazy. Waiting for y'all to drop another episode. I well, app- just
0: a pause there, Jack. Man, we appreciate you coming to the show. We appreciate every single person who uh, joins us on patreon.com/slash Marvel versus Marvel. It's like buying a ticket, right? You've got buy a ticket and see yep. a show. We just love that. Not everyone can stay month to month, and we understand, especially right now. But the thing, the good thing for you and for everyone else to know is that things are going to change. And when things do change, you're going to have a birthday. Your grandma's going to send you slip, slip your bit of cash. You're gonna have a, you're gonna win a scratch off lottery thing. You're gonna get mm. a pay rise at work. You're gonna get something's gonna come through. Things are gonna ease. Prices might go down. Who knows? And when that little bit of extra income is floating around, we know exactly what you're gonna do with it because mm. the good thing about Marvel versus Marvel is we're not going anywhere. When you get back to that place. You just come and rejoin your boys And you'll have so many more awesome bonus things To check out and listen to so We understand the way the world is going right now And we love every single person That that uh, puts their money down, buys a ticket And supports the show, we love you Jack
1: Yeah absolutely, <clears throat> thank you so much I appreciate everything you guys do And just keep giving us more content I also had a hope that you could do The Avengers game storyline With MODOK, AIM, Hank Pym And all of it and play it. Play a badass game as your favourite superheroes. Um, Yeah, I I think we've had an idea about going through some of the video games at some point. Definitely, it'll be very different to how we do this show, but Mm.
0: it's something I really want to pursue because Will is our our video. Like, it'll almost be a reverse of the roles. Like my inexperience in video games, not inexperience, but you know, Mm. as we said during lockdown. I did not pick up my PS4 once for two years of lockdown. <laughs> it sat there with games. I have barely, you know, it's it's it goes untouched. Like so, there's there'll be a nice role reversal, which will be fun. I, I, there'll be there's, there's fun things that we can do. It won't be an exact like deep dive. I don't because I I don't know how we could do that really. But there's there's definitely stuff we're gonna do, and we're gonna create some kind of. Uh, MVM Gamer Edition, and, and and try to experiment with that because I think we've had an awful lot of people talk about wanting some of these playthrough games, um, the Lego stuff, and the some of the Avengers games and things that apparently have big storylines. Yeah, I
1: don't know about the recent Avengers <laughs> game though. Uh, that's been panned quite a bit. I had a
0: fun, I had a fun time playing it.
1: Okay, okay. I
0: I, I don't, you know, but you you enjoy. The boring horse game where you where you trek for i played Red Dead Redemption on your recommendation. I got a horse and I was riding the horse for twenty minutes to go to an empty cabin and get some oat cakes. It was the worst money I've ever spent in my life. I put in the Avengers game, I'm seeing a bunch of characters I know. I'm having
1: fights. It was great fun. Rootin' Tootin' Cowboy Shootin' 2. That's a good game. Uh, King Canuck said Will, Rob, hello from Canada once more. Earth's Mightiest Heroes was on TV around the time that I was the right age for it, but whenever I watched it uh, it, w- whenever I watched it, it was only uh, over the premiere set of episodes surrounding the prison uh, break plot so I wasn't able to really sink in. Last summer however I binged the whole thing on Disney Plus and holy crap Thanks to learning from you guys about the history of the 616. I can see just how well this story does the start of Marvel stories, i.e. Introducing some key early uh, Fantastic Four figures like uh, T'Challa, sorry, key uh, early FF figures. Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four figures like T'Challa in a similar way to Inu's original comic. I really enjoyed how this show handled the secret invasion, showing us the moment That one of our heroes had changed, but leaving it ambiguous who else had changed. But I think my favourite aspect, which the MCU can't quite replicate due to just having less instalments of story to work with, are plots such as AIM working on the Cosmic Cube for most of the season and fighting with HYDRA over it, leading into the accidental resurrection of Bucky. I could go on. But you should also know that there's actually a bit of movement on the Twitter to resurrect this cartoon for more seasons. So if you can shout out hashtag Save the Yost first, as in Christopher Yost, who was behind this in Spectacular Spider-Man. Brilliant. Hope you're having a great day and good luck to Will on his non-comedy career, otherwise known as my day job.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's your career. Your non-comedy career is like. Um, Not spending ludicrous amounts of money on petrol (laughs) Like not coming home after midnight on a weekday I
1: hated that so much
0: Oh, oh, people don't know The majority of stand-up comedy is um, traffic jams and motorway service stations Like right before they, you
1: know, they're barely open Yeah And diversions were awful. I could tell you so many stories about diversions where I've yelled in the car and swore at people, going, "Ah, why did you do this to me? Anyway, one final letter. Carl Douglas has been having a spooky Halloween. October is my favorite. It's not the Halloween episode anymore. Stop it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) October is my favorite month of the year. Not only do I know that Thanksgiving and Christmas is just around the corner, but I love Halloween. Decorations, costumes, parties, scary movies. Halloween is the best. And I love that more and more. It's becoming a month long holiday. So, I've been loving your spooky themed Marvel episodes this month. I've never wanted to see the new mutants movie before, but god damn it, you guys made me do it, and it wasn't too bad. I even read the Demon Bear saga on Marvel Unlimited. The artwork is crazy. Doesn't look oh, like yeah. a regular comic at all. I remember you showing me some of it. It looked amazing. It's it's really kind of just abstract,
0: not quite abstract, but kind of a lot of an impressionist kind of feel to it. It's it's something else, yeah. Mm,
1: absolutely. I really enjoyed werewolf by night, even if I had to talk my eight year old out of watching it
0: <laughs> it because yeah, you go m c u this will be fine, but no. then there's like swords through the head you and have to all Yeah,
1: it's yeah, people it's... being burned alive I do like this, I know it's like as a young person, you're not going to be able to see all of the marvel stuff, and I do like the they the, the the making stuff for people like us I don't.
0: Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, the I mean, thing,
1: the odd thing like Deadpool, this, you know, the more more adult stuff, you know.
0: I've lived through this once already, Will, mm-hmm. and it leads to year on year less and less people reading Marvel comics because oh. they're made for older audiences and stuff. I don't okay, know. okay, um, that's fair enough. <coughs> I think when you when you have an ungodly amount of money and control the distribution stream, so that. You can put out a single thing for adults And it doesn't impact mm. Any of the regular stuff you're doing It's probably fine
1: It's probably fine if, anyway.
0: if, if you sacrifice a Spider-Man movie To do a violent cable movie I don't know mm. But if you can put a, a violent cable thing On your streaming service That adults can access yes. And it doesn't yeah. affect the main
1: yep. You know the main good stuff That everyone can see It's probably fine No, That, that makes sense but the highlight of this month has got to be your bonus episode on Marvel Zombies. I had no idea that Robert Kirkman did a Marvel comic. I had no idea Marvel had ever had ever done anything more something more more bleak, uh, super funny, super violent. I loved the episode. I especially loved the first story you covered with the Ultimate Fantastic Four accidentally discovering a world full of zombies. Like a lot of people right now. We've had to cut back on some expenses. But I decided to cancel my Netflix subscription. <laughs> oh, he's not watching on an iPad anymore, guys. <laughs> Cancelling his net subscription rather than give up the MVM bonus shows. Keep doing what you're doing, guys. Thank you so much for that.
0: Who is that? I want to say thank you to that guy. It um... is Carl Douglas. Thank you I nearly said Doug you see, I, got, I, I knew it wasn't quite right <laughs> Thank you Carl So much for that You know you're not the only person That we've heard from That has said something like I've cancelled this To keep <laughs> you And we always take that As a victory As a win We have a little uh, chart Of our victories We've beaten Netflix a few times Beaten Disney Plus once or twice Yeah, um, yeah. We, we super appreciate that We know what these what that means in this day and age? How did you like? What did you? Um, your what were your thoughts and feelings on that Marvel Zombies episode?
1: Oh, bleak is the word, isn't it?
0: Yeah, bleak is the word. But <laughs> Something I,
1: else, but I really, like you said, I love the whole idea of they like, like, hey, we're setting up Ultimate Fantastic Four, but it's kind of a almost like a backdoor pilot into this zombie series we want to do, and I love that. <clears throat> I love yeah. that bait and switch. That was brilliant.
0: And that episode's only available on patreon.com slash marvelvsmarvel. It's where all our bonus content lives. We put out two episodes a month every month. Um, Big shout-out needed to give to now to our top, top, top supporters, the World Class Wrecking Crew, Peter J, Mikey W, Randall Schmidt, Zach Thomas, Sam, Bindi, and Sue P. Those are the people at the top of the tree supporting us, helping us out, making sure... That this show, they dig deep. They dig deeper than anybody else to make sure this show stays on the air. The candles are still lit. The wax is still long. <laughs> um, and, you know, as, as, a, as a, we, we love and support everybody that's up there on uh, on patreon.com/slash Marvel versus Marvel for us. There's plenty of tiers, the ways you can get into that. You can come in and just tip your boys. You know, buy us a coffee, buy us a drink. Just say, here's. Here's uh, some pocket change to say thank you for all the hours you put in to the thing that I love the most. Here's a little tip for you guys. And if you give us a little tip, you're going to get, in exchange, episodes of Obscure Marvel, our spin-off show that's exclusive to Patreon, where me and Will kick back, have a (laughs) more relaxed, fun time, and dive into the most ridiculous aspects of the Marvel Universe this month, Will. It was the emissaries <laughs> of evil, uh, Daredevils like the Sinister Six, but for Daredevil, but also they all suck. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it felt like if you try to make a bar of soap out of the slithers left from other bars of soap that you would have used, it was something.
0: It was the the League of Losers. Um, hey. Yeah, some of a, a kind of return of some of our favourite. Uh, obscure marvel characters they also all the all their favorites came back and the one roof it was like a, a a super group it was like a great it was almost like the avengers but for losers um, <laughs> and we detailed the only place you're gonna you're gonna get us detailing daredevil mm-hmm. versus uh stilt <laughs> leapfrog um and the others is on uh, patreon.com and every month we drop a brand new episode of Obscure Marvel. Um, for you guys out there, everyone that helps us gets that You can get yourself early access to all the shows Which means that you get every single episode of Marvel vs. Marvel Three days early Like, Ooh. look around I don't know anyone doing three days We see an awful lot of podcasts that give you 24-hour early access Maybe 48-hour early access We drop it on a Friday So you get all weekend ahead of the rest of the world Who only get it this on a Monday then you can come in at the uh, the Big Daddy level Big Daddy That's uh, where you get to become a, a combination of an executive producer of this show <laughs> And a VIP member You get to become a VIEP A very important executive producer That's the tier where you guys For uh, 10 Brexit English Pounds um, Which is just getting better and better At <laughs> that exchange rate all the time You guys get access to To monthly full length bonus episodes Where me and Will Dive into a Marvel story Pull it apart Top to tail Filet that fish Slice it down the middle Pull it apart Dig in deep Um, We go deep, we go hard um, we uh, we've done we did marvel zombies to celebrate mm. Halloween we've done things like like has been mentioned above like secret wars like um like uh, superior spider-man the clone Wars like planet Hulk uh not planet Hulk world war Hulk, world and, Hulk yeah. um that was one of our best ones oh, we, we did, you know you you will have heard some of these releases because we put them out occasionally to the world like age of apocalypse that was that was a patreon bonus and, and some things like that man it's a uh, and you get access to all of them you don't just get one a month You get to listen to everything we've ever done At that bonus level um, That's an incredible thing that you can get with your, uh, with your cash Buy a ticket, see the show This month, because we're doing a big Avengers episode I'm going to take Will And the rest of you guys In a trip through the Cree Scroll War the, perhaps the earliest Avengers multi-part. I think it's probably the first Avengers multi-part crossover event. The the first kind of Avengers long story. It's the first space war the Avengers have ever been in. We think about you know uh, Endgame and we think yeah. about the Infinity Gauntlet and and some of these other things that have come along in recent years. It kind of all really starts with the Kree Skrull War and it sets up this kind of world of international kind of military empires and political things. We've got the Cree fighting the scroll, the earth is caught in the middle, the Avengers are split down the middle on what they should do. Um, Should they be more aggressive and militaristic and, you know, go to war, fight and kill to save the Earth? Should they not? It also features a very, very... I mean, Rick Jones, the teen Mm. sidekick of the Hulk and Captain America, plays a pivotal role in this series. And we also get a very interesting exploration of the superheroes that existed before the Marvel Universe. That's a really big thing we're going to be diving into And uh, the Creed Scroll War Getting that MVM treatment from me and Will Only available to you guys on Patreon.com slash Marvel Versus Marvel And then of course there's the the world class wrecking crew Yes, You've got to have big cojones To step up to their level Mm -hmm. I mean there's big daddies and then there's there's big daddies (laughs) Um, But I You know I don't know I don't know if any of you are cool enough (laughs) to join that crew Um, That's a big crew They uh, allow us to stay on the air And to make sure that we can do all the things that we do here On Marvel vs. Marvel And I think we've really We've really uh, laid the table pretty well there, Will Oh, we've We've, laid the table We've uh, we've gone behind the scenes We've Mm -hmm. looked at 2010 We've listened to the people that matter And we've paid some bills Make sure you're heading over to patreon.com Slash marvel vs. Marvel You know what, before we press play There's one more thing I want to say Understand the world is how it is right now If you can't support us Through cold hard cheddar There's tons of other ways You can do that You can show us your your support Your appreciation And you can help this podcast grow By sharing it By telling yes. friends by, by retweeting By posting about it By leaving a review By hitting that, that, that five star button on, on, on the app And, and by promoting it in that way those are all the things that you can do. Leave a little review, leave a great review, leave a five-star mark, share us with friends, tweet about us, post about us. If you can help us grow that way, then you're supporting us um, in a very meaningful way, and we'd love you to do that at Marvel Versus. Or of course you just use whatever app is in front of you and and hit that kind of that like button, that support button, that five-star button. Speaking of hitting buttons, Will. Oh yes. Mm. I got to press play.
1: I thought you were going to press me. play. Speaking of pre- I yeah. did
0: introduce you. I cheered you up. I said, speaking of, of hitting them buttons, Will. And that, then your next thing is, let's press play. That could have been the smoothest. It could have been. With anyone else by my side, that would have been a smooth transition. And wow. yet here
1: we are. People wonder why our episodes are four hours long (laughs) Hey, by the way, please support this podcast We're not very good at it (laughs) (laughs) We're the best Marvel podcast around, what are you talking about? And now it's time to press play with our first episode Iron Man is Born At a pier in California, a giant robot is recorded by a bystander Emerging from the ocean and bringing down destruction At the last minute Iron Man flies in and stops the mechanical monster with the local news reporting the incident. Watching the report Rhodes chastises Tony for not letting S.H.I.E.L.D. handle the robot and not helping them with his technology. At Stark Tower an angry Pepper Potts informs Tony that HYDRA just attacked the United Nations. So. This starts off pretty well. As uh, as usual with cartoons, intro as we said, really good, really well, good. Well, it's about to break. I as I, okay. The, the the theme is good, but it does have that dated naughty's alt rock feel. Does <laughs> it? You could you could you could date this. To, this is the mid naughty. I don't
0: know. I'm not sure if I would call this alt rock. I would call this like sub sub kind of like. It's nearly rap metal, sub rap (laughs) rap metal kind of thing. Because they're kind of like they're not quite rapping, but they're also not quite singing. They're kind of like yell singing.
1: It's almost like well, it's not really emo, but it's that kind of ilk. Yeah, it's 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 nearly Evanescence, isn't it? Yeah, nearly that. Uh, Also, you could tell Tony in this is supposed to sound like Robert Downey Jr. I think he's. I think it's a. I think it's so. It's so
0: close to RDJ.
1: Yeah, I I like what they've done, and it's just like we're not gonna make it like the comics where he's not Rob like Robert Downey Jr. We're definitely making it like that because it's like it seems to me that like even in Lego games, the Marvel Lego games, it's like he sounds like Robert Downey Jr. And I'm just like, great, this is what we do in Iron Man now. He's Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Yeah, well, from a business
0: perspective, they want the millions of people that saw the movie to come and enjoy yeah. this cartoon. Not, they're not that interested in the thousands of people that read the comics, you know. Mm. Um, and but also, I think as we talked about in our, in our, maybe we didn't handle it as well. Um, we got some announcements coming up about what we're going to do next year to mm. to rectify some of this. Um, mm. We're going to make those announcements. I don't know, late down the line, maybe December time. But I don't know if we dealt with it as much. But I think we touch upon how the Iron Man. Uh, movie changed the Iron Man Character in the comics like forever going forward Completely Oh, absolutely. Like He became
1: much more of an RDJ type character <laughs> Anyway so yeah That does not surprise me uh, Also in this bit they had a shaky Handheld found footage bit Which is pretty sophisticated For a kids cartoon I thought To
0: start it yeah definitely
1: I mean obviously by 2010 we saw a fair amount Of it in films I think like Cloverfield And stuff Mm. Uh, especially and like, obviously the Blair Witch project years and years ago, you know, kicked it all off. But you never expected to see it in this kind of show, and it gave it a kind of uh, a down-to-earth feel. Like this is a real place. This this isn't uh, some kind of crazy yeah. cartoon place. This is act. This is the real world. It's the closest we saw uh, to this in previous uh, Marvel cartoons was like uh, X Men and Spider Man, where they'd have like breaking news, and that was it. And yeah, it, and it was just clunky. This. Feels a bit more uh, fluid. Yeah, absolutely. Fluid, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> when Hydra attack the UN, it's a giant octopus. Because a giant Hydra.
0: St- what are you talking about? It's a giant Hydra.
1: Giant Hydra. Uh, yeah, c- c- that's not a Hydra. What
0: are you talking about? It's got a big head, loads of tentacles. Big it's a head. Hydra.
1: So yeah, Are you def- telling
0: me those 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 science Nazis don't know
1: what a Hydra is? I'm telling you. A Hydra's got a big head and lots of tentacles. I'm telling you, I have a feeling that they definitely burned books on Greek mythology along with the other books. You know their famous
0: uh, slogan: cut off one One of our many legs. Many legs. And
1: another one will grow. (laughs) I like that they've committed to it. I like that they've gone. (laughs) Should we change this to a multiple-headed dragon? Nope. It's an octopus. We're gonna build a giant robotic octopus. That's how much we be- oh, put. my thing. That's how much we believe in it. Yeah. Anyway, I'll continue. Suiting up in the Mark IV suit. Sorry, Mark 6 suit. Uh, I, I'm not good with Roman numerals, by the way. How do you know what Mark suit it is? Uh, I think I. Uh, it, it said in the cartoon they were like, li- you know, lining. Up, oh. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I spotted that one out and on thought, oh, I'll press Rob with that one. I don't know which I don't know what is what in the well, uh, in the I, movies. I'm probably going to get people yelling at me, going, "Now it's the Mark 5 but you know, I tried to impress Did, you. It, so was it a you, circle
0: or triangle?
1: What the? Uh, so that's the
0: only difference I know. He, he has a circle in one, the triangle in two. It'll be the triangle. It'll it be could, it could it'll be, be a, from the new. It'll be from Iron Man two because that was would the last be that, that came yeah. out. Yeah.
1: Iron Man launches towards the United Nations building where local forces are losing a battle against Hydra's giant mechanical octopus with little Hydra. Giant mechanical Hydra. Hydra. (laughs) Did Stan is Stan Lee responsible for that, by the way?
0: Cool, that's a good question. Is Stan Lee responsible for that? Hmm.
1: May (laughs) may well have been. Or yeah. 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 Maybe, and, Although and it, he's
0: not a design guy is he but yeah. He's not
1: a design guy he, he he just comes up with really stupid premises And goes hey it's the science hell are you t- What the hell are you talking about well, I'm talking about like <laughs> hey if a guy gets caught In a nuclear bomb he'll turn into a hulk <laughs> Well what would you rather
0: happen Will I... <laughs> it, It's a comic book about a man Who's got cancer <laughs> It's a light hearted 1960s adventure story About <laughs> the guy dying And then he's <laughs> a year he later burns. he's gone <laughs> He
1: Okay, Jeez. okay, you know what I mean. I'm just teasing. Uh, with little Come on. effort, you got to talk. Dead I- air's bad, man. I know. With little effort, <laughs> Iron Man takes down the robot before scanning the Hydra troops on the ground. After failing to order them to stand down, Iron Man takes down the Hydra troops in seconds. However, just as Tony is congratulating himself, the husk of the octopus Hydra. I hate you so much <laughs> I do this to you and it's not fair uh, Octopus launches Three hulking Robots after Tony Now this is actually really good This could easily have been a scene from one of the films High easily. action isn't it Yeah, It's proper action I mean you get action in these kind of cartoons Where it's like eh, there's punching and explosions But this was like Oh, this happens. Then that happens. Then that happens. There's es- proper escalation to it. That's really yeah. Good. It's
0: not straightforward, linear. Have a fight, beat the bad guy, have a conversation, move on to the next it's, scene. No, it's is like there's just... a flow to it. There's a back and forth. Perhaps
1: that's it. A flow. So <laughs> this gi- the giant robot octopus. We're not going to get past Hydra. it. It is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. But does Hydra have anything like this in the comics?
0: Not. Uh, not by 2010. Um, like 10 years later, there's a comic book called Rescue 2020, which mm-hmm. is um, focused on Pepper Potts using um, an Iron Man suit of armor that's built for her by by Tony Stark. Um, and in that, they 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 unveil a Hydra bot that's similar to this. It's not as big, um, and it's more of a like to me. This felt like it was remote controlled, or it was a vehicle that there were dudes inside. Yeah. Um the Hydra bot um is kind of like an autonomous robot that's got like a you know, we can yeah. think and stuff. Created by Hydra roboticist uh Dr. M <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he, and this is when this is the year twenty twenty and Hydra have a base called Omicron.
1: Oh really? I don't know if it predates the om- the the the, the, oh, the virus becoming. Oh, was that 20- came, came later because of the delta. Twenty twenty one or something.
0: I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the yeah. Hydra with their, wow. their claws and everything with their many heads and many things. Um, yeah, so it was. It 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 turned up. I, I think. I guess it was a nod. I mean, I'm assuming it's a nod. It might have been kind of an unconscious. Linear, you know, thinking. Parallel thinking, sorry, not linear thinking, parallel thinking. Who knows? But it mm. I, I assume it was a nod because I, I've always thought it was a very cool thing in, in this in this comic in this yeah. cartoon series. A very cool way of opening up. Very oh. bold.
1: Oh, it's it's an incredibly bold way of opening. Anyway, I'll continue. On the Shield Heli Carrier, Nick Fury is alerted to Iron Man taking on Hydra at the UN building. Back on the ground Tony realises he cannot beat these three robots as easily as the Hydra squadron. Jarvis scans the robots and informs Tony that they're using the same technology that Tony uses to the point where they deflect Tony's attack using his same shielding. Hydra stealing Tony's technology, now that's really scary. In the Marvel comics have Hydra ever stolen Iron Man's tech though?
0: Not that I, not that I can think of, and not that I can, I, I don't, I don't think so. No, and yet there's a there's a big, big Iron Man story, uh, a, an event in the late eighties called Armor Wars, where yes. a lot of his armor, his technology, gets out there and gets stolen. Um,
1: I remember talking about this with you.
0: Yeah, uh, t- Tony is working with uh, a, 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 there's a villain he he fought before, who he kind of helps to rehabilitate, a chap called Force. Hmm. Or forces And he he examines this guy's armour And realises a lot of the technology Is identical to the Iron Man armour hmm. And then he discovers That um, one of Iron Man's long term Foes called Spymaster had broken mm. in at some point in the past Stolen some of Iron Man's armor secrets And then sold them to Justin Hammer One of Tony Stark's business rivals Ooh. And Justin Hammer Not wanting to be traced back to him Didn't do anything Didn't build like armor for Justin Hammer or, a, or like an armored goon squad He's like I'm not doing that He just quietly sells it on the black market And lets it slip out into the world So there's now Dozens and dozens of copies of the armor mm. out there. That's personal, um, isn't it? That's really personal. Oh, Justin Hammer's, though. yeah, he's he's really vindictive, um, and Tony can't, you know, live with the thought of his tech being out of his control and the, the the worry it could be misused or even just used by anyone outside of himself. So he sets off on a, a one man war to destroy any copies of his armor out there in the world. And so there's this big list of people that have that have got. Copies and used copies, and you know, stolen the tech and bought and stole it and stuff. Um, but but Hydra are are not on that list, and mm. I, I can't think of any examples of of them of them having it.
1: So Armored Wars is going to be a film now, isn't it? Is that right? It's a film now, not a TV show. Yeah, I think they've changed it from from TV show to film. I mean, anyway, I'm interested in seeing that. I'm really keen to see it. It was covered in the second, partially covered
0: in the second season of the '90s Iron Man cartoon series. Um, mm. So I don't, I don't know. there's a possibility we could have a look at that, or maybe we save Armor
1: Wars for the big movie. I think that might be the right, the right move to make. We'll discuss it later. In the meantime, <laughs> we'll discuss this at home, Rob. <laughs> We're leaving now Rob God you've ruined it again I'm um, not his wife If anything yeah, I'm say it They're not gonna believe it. Yeah, never going to believe it Watching from halfway across the city Pepper tells Rhodes how she feels helpless Watching Tony face up alone As the battle rages on Tony scans the robot to see a Stark Industries component inside Before forcefully removing it However the Hydra soldiers start coming to one of the troops almost fires a rocket at Tony But is shot down by another Hydra soldier <laughs>
0: friend, so funny what? One of the Hydra soldiers almost fired a rocket at Tony <laughs> Oh, <laughs> this guy's got a rocket There's
1: all sorts of effing oh, jeffing Can he believe this guy? He almost fired a rocket at him <laughs> I'm always going into Bob Mortimer mode And going, uh, anyway Uh, One of the troops forms a rocket at Tony but is shot down by another Hydra soldier who seems to have a secret plan of his own With the start component now removed Tony is able to take out one of the robots The next moment the other robots are taken out by S.H.I.E.L.D.'s helicarrier which flies into range at the last minute However S.H.I.E.L.D.'s mandroids fly down and order Tony to stand down Excellent, we have a nice introduction to S.H.I.E.L.D. From Iron Man's perspective Less about recruitment and more about authority
0: Yeah, they're not, they're not kind of sidling up yeah. Saying, hey buddy,
1: come and work for us they, They're like, hey We're the Sky Police Stop. <laughs> stop! Stop going
0: this. into the sky all the time.
1: Yeah, stop fighting the octopus. That's apparently a hydra. hydra. Yes. <laughs> with, with this is our jurisdiction. So it's, I, I like that. I lo, I like that that the different take of it. Also, uh, there was some there was some good lines from Pepper Potts here. Like, I'm not worried about the armor. I'm worried about him, which is uh, as you've told me the, the defining dynamic of Iron Man stories. I
0: I really think so. Yeah, yeah. like it, it, it's it's like. Um, Superman's a little bit similar. Like all these people are saying, "Oh, Superman's rubbish because he's invulnerable." Yeah. He's very vulnerable. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? It's the man. It's the it's the heart. It's everything. Yeah. Um, and 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 like, there's a reason why the perfect version of Iron Man. Is like the reason why the alcoholism and the ego and the arrogance and the womanizing and why all of that crystallizes as the character is because the perfect kind of version of this character is this fragile, like human, full of flaws, surrounded by this incredible perfect machine that is indestructible and can do loads of cool things. Right? Mm. That's the
1: that's the key. That is the key. Uh, The other line is: uh, I understand why he has to do this. I just don't understand why he has to do it alone. And that's the mm. line that sets up the concept of the Avengers, isn't it? It's that's, that's...
0: it's it's the ball game, isn't Like pepper pot's being used to really nail like mm. like emotional points, but also they're telling you what this story is about, isn't that? Exactly. Know, really. here's, here's me defining a character and here's me defining like I remember a writer called Brad Meltzer wrote um Justice League once and there was a great line and this this was this was probably around 2010 or something i don't know it was a great line just a very quick one setting up the the three lead characters of Justice League Superman, mm. Batman, Wonder Woman and they each get a brief little introduction and you hear their internal monologue and it some people have said over the years why would Superman Need the Justice League Or be part of the Justice League yeah. When he's the most powerful Right And the line that Brad Meltzer wrote After this character's been around For decades 60 odd years 70 odd years Whatever Is My father tried to save the world On his own He failed mm-hmm. I need my friends
1: That's bang! such a good That's such bang, a good Bang Right yeah. it,
0: it, and, and it ties all the way back Into the uh, the origin It's not introducing anything new It's just
1: Clarifying something, yeah, it's that's tapping, exactly what happened on Krypton. Tapping tapping a previous paragraph and going, uh, it's actually because of this, and it's just, such, yeah, just yeah. kind of Just
0: uh, re emphasizing or, or crystallizing a thought. It was, it was, a, it was a brilliant and it just answers so many kind of questions, yeah. I've,
1: I've got my DC Unlimited subscription, but I've kind of got distracted. I'm really enjoying it, but I kind of got distracted because, uh, with uh, a, a manga series called Attack on Titan. Once I finish that, it's back to DC, and I really want to. Get on to Keith's Superman stories after I've done Batman stuff
0: I'll make you a list
1: Yeah, please do Because they they really make it helpful to go through story arcs and stuff in the app It's really good It's it's Grant Morrison's All-Star Superman There we go, I've already got that one down The beginning, the the middle and the end
0: (laughs) And then it's Grant Morrison's JLA (laughs)
1: Yay, okay, I'm up for that Uh, Anyway, demanding that Iron Man comes with S.H.I.E.L.D. Tony declines and scans the mandroids, discovering that they too have Stark Industries components within. The mandroids mar- sounds like um <laughs> they're, just, they're so
0: insecure because this they're completely genderless and yeah. sexless things, but there's these toxic dudes inside going, "No, I want you to call us mandroids. I want everyone to know that inside this sexless robot armor there is a man."
1: Yeah, I want to know what the difference between an android and a mandroid is. An well, android's a robot. Android's a robot, but these are robots. Mandoids. There are men in them. They're not robots. Oh, armor. okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember now. Anyway, demand to you know what, where they got the armor, the situation gets very tense. Iron Man sees one of the hydro robots rise behind the mandroids and raises his weapons. But the shield's agent misread the situation and think Iron Man is about to attack them. The mandroids open fire on Tony. Just as the hydra robot advances Tony lets loose an intense beam that takes down the robot as well as the squads of mandroids. Flying on board the helicarrier Stark faces up against fury demanding to know why his components are used by shield. An entire squad of shield agents holds Tony at gunpoint but fury demands them to stand down as he and Tony discuss how hydra got the same stark components that shield's mandroids have. Nick Fury paints a grim picture of the world. Terrorist groups with dangerous tech like Hydra, super villains emerging each year, monsters like the Hulk running around. Fury tells Tony he can't save the world on his own, he's only one man. Iron Man refuses to work for shield and Tony heads off to retrieve his stolen tech on his own. Fury demands that the Black Widow be called back into service. Back on the ground the Hydra soldiers are taken captive by shield. As the Hydra agents are told that they are going to be locked up in the vault, one of the soldiers grins to himself. I like how we're seeing like a clash between Stark and Shield here. Like it's gone beyond Hey, could you please stop flying about the place with the authority to act- actual full out conflict?
0: <clears throat> yeah, and why are you using this and why are you I, I I also like that it's um the, the the way the the way they put it together is that I think in all of these single episodes, Mm. there are there is talk of why it's like the world. It things are on a precipice. The world's about to break, (laughs) as the song tells us at the start. Like they're on a precipice. There's all these like huge bad events kind of coming together, and there's nothing to hold it back. Mm. Like there's this constant talk of like like fury doesn't mean. Put together the Avengers Fury means come to work for S.H.I.E.L.D. But he says these very true things Of like you're only one man You can't save the world on your own yeah. And then we get other examples of that In these other episodes Of of these these heroes kind of realising That they can't They either need to do something Or they need to do something with other people And um, it's uh, I also like the little We've had this little thread haven't we Of one Hydra agent shot another one yeah. And said no, not yet And now Presumably the same guy is grinning when he's being told he's going to the vault and yeah.
1: you know, they're not tipping the hand too much. It's pretty cool. No, yeah, it's pretty cool. So in the original stories, have SHIELD ever stolen Stark's technology and built themselves some Iron Man armor? Is that anything to do with armor wars?
0: Well, they have man the mandroids are a thing in the comic books. They are Um, A a squad, I think there's only like four or five of them Because the technology is Mm. not You can't, it's not easy to replicate So there's four or five like elite S.H.I.E.L.D. agents That have um, Yeah, essentially Stark tech And they are the Mandroids um, Like a high level squad Mm. Um, So it's a sort of but not really Because Like um, They are in the armor Wars story But S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't steal the designs Tony voluntarily Designed the mandroids For S.H.I.E.L.D., gave them the tech Okay, And then during the armor wars He changes his mind And he's like, (laughs) I don't want you to have it anymore So he puts S.H.I.E.L.D. On his hit list Um, And he he goes after Like, um, because he's been Going after heroes and Villains, he's attacked A a hero called Stingray um, Mm. And uh, beating him and like, not beating him beating him not like with a with a belt but he's defeated <laughs> he's like he's beat him in combat he's knocked him out and he's destroyed his like superhero like armor and i think the guy works for shield and he's taken like he's destroyed the armor so it don't work anymore um i was
1: about to say uh, beating with a belt we definitely have watched the same episode of the sopranos today <laughs> <laughs>
0: right okay so after after that um, like Fury is like like call, calls Stark into you know haul him over the hot coals. Of course, at, the, at this time in the in the late eighties, um, there's no Iron Man's identity is not public knowledge. Mm-hmm. So the world is like, oh, Iron Man works for Tony Stark. So he's like, you've got to get your Iron Man guy under control. You can't keep going after us all. And anyway, there's a big like conflict between Stark and S.H.I.E.L.D. and um, Iron Man. Uh, Tony Stark is like, you know what, Nick Fury, you're right. I can't argue with you because you represent the government or something like that. So here's my file. Here's all the information you need to know on Iron Man. He's a guy called Randall Pierce, and he lives here at this address. <laughs> And this is like a fake identity that Tony has created. So if anyone ever asks Tony Stark to like tell them who Iron Man is, he's like, okay, it's this guy Randall Pierce. Mm. Here's a CGI photograph I've made, <laughs> and here's where he lives. So the mandroids, like Fury, sends the mandroids to like this this place where mm. in New York, where where Randall Pierce Iron Man lives, and Iron Man just destroys, de- de- beats all of the mandroids, destroys all their armor, and then uh, and then runs away. Um and he yeah, he, he so he does he does go to battle with Shield over the Mandroid Armour, but he gave it to them. <laughs> he he just gave it to them and he, he went, No, I don't want you to have it. I don't want you to have it at all actually. I've
1: changed my mind. Fair play. At Stark Tower, Rhodes tells Tony that the whole world doesn't rest on Iron Man's shoulders, but Stark disagrees. Meanwhile <laughs> One more time. But Stark disagrees.
0: <laughs> you can't see it at home folks But he's raising one of his fingers And it's pretty, pretty good I performance
1: did. I liked it Again, Too, Just much, like, too no. much sopranos I've been, I'm gesticulating no, like Rhodey, mad The world does rest on my shoulders Father <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile at the vault Fury oversees the Hydra prisoner transfer In order to check in On a mutual friend Baron Wolfgang von Strucker the head the leader of Hydra. The head leader of Hydra. The head leader. He's Not he's, just the leader. He's, he's big cheese man. He's uh, head cheerleader slash <laughs> leader. Yeah, <laughs> the head of the leaders. We learn that the Vault is one of the s- several supervillain prisons designed to hold villains who have upgraded themselves with cybernetics and tech. So the Vault, obviously, makes a lot of sense. You need a supervillain prison. Obviously, it, I, I'm going to... It's in the comic books, isn't it? The vault. It has to be. Uh, like, how just, what, what
0: percentage sure are you? I'm seventy percent sure. That's not very sure at all, is it really?
1: Oh, it's sure <laughs> enough. <Yeah.
0: laughs> yes, yeah. it, it it is. First appears um, around the time we were talking about it with Iron Man, 80, 86 uh-huh. I think eighty five, eighty six. Um, its full name is the United States Maximum Security Installation for the Incarceration of Superhuman Criminals, nicknamed the Vault. Um and it's the like so we have like Arkham Asylum in yes. uh DC, but that's not specifically built for supervillains. No, it's um, an
1: actual asylum, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And if you're not crazy, you don't go there. Mm. Um so like I don't know who you would you wouldn't put who would you not put in it? Um, Deathstroke, the Terminator, Slade Wilson—he was not going there, is he? No,
1: oh, he's just a no. mercenary, isn't
0: he? Yeah. Um, so the the vault is like the first. It takes until 1985-86 in Marvel for the to have the first like specifically built supervillain prison. Mm. Um, and it's it as soon as it's introduced, it is is like immediately used across all the Marvel comics. Like the writers go, oh, that's great, we've got a place to put them now. Mm. Um And, um, like, eventually DC would get its own version, like the Heights, uh, Iron Heights in Flash, and there's another one. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called the. Is it the. Not the two. The Tomb or the. The Slab. The Slab, I think it's called in DC. The Slab. Iron Heights, which is the Flash one, which is from Jeff John's Good Flash Run. Um. So yeah, um, so pre before they built the vault, like um, super villains were kind of usually there were special wars in other prisons. Like there's um Marvel's got a fictionalized version of Rikers Island that mm. they spell with an I instead of a Y um, <laughs> to differentiate it. So like, the, the, but then at some stage they just like the concern was having super powered villain or criminals in with. Um, non-powered inmates the danger to them and things like that breakouts Mm. Um, so they went we'll put them all in one big place together Uh, (laughs) that's a brilliant idea (laughs) Um, the prison guards are called guardsmen and they have high-tech armor Mm. um, which is adapted from iron man designs uh-huh. Until the armor wars storyline, where Iron Man goes nope and destroys all of the guardsman armor, leading to a massive jailbreak from the vault because the guards are all done, and Tony Stark is just like off you go. I'm not my problem. I'm here to reclaim my armor. Honestly, the armor wars storyline is really like Tony loses his mind in it. It's he fights everybody. Um. So yeah, the the vault's kind of um, Around for um, quite a long time Um, In in Heroes for Hire The relaunch of Heroes for Hire In the mid-90s In the very first issue The vault gets destroyed And kind of as a result of that They never rebuild it They decide uh, We have decided it was a terrible idea To put them all together in one place Because obviously they were going to you know work together and break out and it was a combustible <laughs> thing it was madness why did we do it for 10 years <laughs> so they they go back to like like you go here yeah. and you don't get a superpowered friend he goes over there and he goes so they they build like um like different wards um so Rikers Island has a, uh, An adjacent and smaller island Just off it um, And they turned that into a facility Called The Raft oh,
1: I've And heard that's of the raft. where yeah.
0: a bunch of them go There's another place called Seagate Prison as well So there's, yeah. they disperse them amongst all the different Prisons God, Instead of f- putting them
1: all together the I store of- all my gunpowder Here <laughs> <laughs> Along with my matches The prison industrial complex is having a field day with this. Absolutely. Oh, God. As the Hydra prisoners are processed through an X-ray machine, they discover that one of them has cybernetic implants, and the prisoner immediately springs into action, taking down all shield guards in the room. After meeting with Von Strucker, the alarm sound and Nick Fury comes face-to-face with the cybernetic Hydra agent, the Grim Reaper who planned the UN attack in order to get arrested, get sent to the vault and then free von Strucker from his confinement. The Grim Reaper has a powerful cybernetic scythe replacing one of his arms and wears a hood over his face. The two fight, but Fury is no match for the Grim Reaper. His enhanced abilities see him dodge every attack, slice Fury's guns to pieces, and even cut through segments of the wall to cause a roof collapse. i got to say, this is a... This 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 plotline has been used quite a bit around this time period, around this <clears> five year period. They always do the the villain meant to get caught as part of his plan. <laughs> we saw it in Skyfall. We saw it in, uh, Skyfall
0: and Dark Knight Night, are the yeah. ones I remember. But
1: they're they're quite a bit after this. Uh, Dark Knight was two thousand and eight. Skyfall was two thousand twelve. No, Batman
0: Begins is two thousand eight.
1: No, Batman against two thousand five, Bat- uh, Dark Knights two thousand eight. Oh, okay. okay yeah, we go. It, I, I know it's only two films, but it felt like around that sort of time period, it, people were noticing. Wait, but you? Are you I think that? it's
0: quite a. I think it's quite a stock. I think it's quite a stock or a trope kind of idea in action adventure things. I really do. It is. It a doesn't trope strike. Thing, I don't. I don't think there's any connection between
1: them. Oh no! No, 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 no connection. You know. No connection. But it's, it's just, as a trope, it's like. But what if they didn't? Put you in the cell or whatever or the facility you plan to go to. It's always like so much of your plan is beyond your control. But anyway, anyway, we won't go into uh, codes and conventions of films. What Will's t-
0: boring stories again. In this story, the Hydra agent. We follow a Hydra agent <laughs> as he goes to a, a minimum security, and then nothing happens for the rest of the story. He fulfills story. the, and the rest. Is of like his mm, yes, term. good. This is realistic. Mmm, joyful realism. <laughs>
1: I like the bit where he ate mashed potatoes in his cell. (laughs) (laughs) What can you tell us though about the Grim Reaper? Is he is he a classic Marvel villain? He is. How cool is the fight though? I really like the way they
0: depict. Like the Grim Reaper is depicted really cool here. You immediately go, if you don't, who's this guy? He's awesome. He's kicking ass and he's doing cool things.
1: I remember feeling not, not you know, not wincing when oh, because the, the moment anyone pulls out like big blades, weird yeah, blaze light, yeah, like, oh, that's uncomfortable. Something that can go through wall as well. And, and yeah, guns.
0: Yeah, this is Eric Williams, the Grim Reaper, introduced in in nineteen sixty eight. Um, he is meaningful because of his connection to another character we haven't really discussed much. But we've just had a, a casting announcement We're getting a Wonder Man project I think it's a TV mm. show I heard about this So Wonder Man was a super powered villain um, He um, Had quite a meaningful uh, Little story arc in the Avengers Where he is part of the um, Masters of Evil um, He becomes super powered um, And then he has a Crisis of Consciousness Conscience sorry during the fight with the Avengers and turns against Baron Zemo and the rest Of the masses of evil and Saves the Avengers dies in the process And the Avengers are Touched by his sacrifice And name him like an honorary Avenger in death um, That's
1: um because if I hear Wonder Man I think oh that's a Typical hero Mmm <laughs> What
0: Think- a Bit more to that. I am sorry. No, I don't mean that in a what. Sorry. I just mean that in a. a, a,
1: a, 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 a when, what do you mean? When you said, "Oh, Wonder Man's a villain," like really? He sounds like a hero. Mm. Sounds like a good guy. Yeah,
0: yeah. That I don't quite. I, it, it, to be fair, there was also a Power Man that was a villain. I think they were just going for those names. That's fair. Um, so. When this character, his brother arrives on the scene shortly after mm. it's meaningful and impactful because of that like it's a great way of essentially what they do is they take the brother and the brother is like doesn't know the final moments of of wonder man's life mm. the the heroic bit the bit where he chose to sacrifice himself, and the brother. Sees only that that the Avengers Essentially killed or responsible For his brother's death so the brother Eric has all this Justifiable kind of misplaced Rage and anger and it's a great Motivation for a villain Um, So Eric and Simon Williams grew up Together of course Um, Eric is the older brother um, While while Simon Williams went on To kind of um, Run the family company, um, Williams Innovations, um, and they, Williams Innovations, basically started to go like bankrupt be- because you know they couldn't compete with Stark Industries, and that started in in Simon, the um, the, the the desire to kind of like we got to, he starts to embezzle money, and his brother Eric, who is the Grim Reaper but not yet, he's got. Ties to the mob, So Simon goes to his brother and gets like uses criminal contacts to eventually start down this this life where he hooks up with Baron Zemo and he he gets powers and becomes Wonder Man and then mm. kind of dies. And when he when he dies, Eric the older brother is just full of you know partial guilt for putting him in contact with the criminals that kind of led him down his path and also anger at the Avengers and he contacts. One of our favorites, the Tinkerer! <laughs> <laughs> the, the Marvel pedo! The he's definitely boy. not, there's no evidence of that. And no he's, not an, of that. he's also not an alien, but he pretended to be one. Oh, um, yeah, I remember
1: that. That was hilarious. He, he
0: contacts the Tinkerer and he's like, I want to kill people. Well, how can you help me? And the Tinkerer builds this scythe weapon, mm. which is kind of like implanted onto his arm. Um, it's later enhanced and upgraded by Ultron, um, and it has the ability. Like it's so, uh, I forget the process. But basically, if he cuts you with it, it puts you into a coma. Um, it wow. kills brain activity. Is what it does. Um, it has a yeah. It interferes with brain activity. Um, he so he has this scythe. He, he he dons the the hood. Becomes the Grim Reaper. Um, and he very quickly, once he goes after the Avengers, he, he he beats Hawkeye, he beats Goliath, and he beats the Wasp in short order, putting all three of them in into comas. Um, cutting through the Avengers very quickly, um, so that he, this, this techno Scythe is just um, a really a deadly thing. He can um, the it, 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 it's not replacing his his right hand; mm. it goes over. Oh so he's okay, still yeah. got yeah use it as a weapon but I think he's still got the right hand. Yeah. Um he can make the blade spin at rapid speed. Ooh. Um it's, so it's a, it could be a high played propeller blade. It's a buzzsaw. He can fire it as a missile, he can spin it and use it as a shield. Um it could also fire electromagnetic blasts from it and um and uh, yeah and then it can also disrupt um brain activity. Um mm. So he, he, he was only defeated in his first outing He he basically comes very close to single-handedly defeating the Avengers And he's only beaten by the surprise appearance of the Black Panther Who at Ooh. the time was not a Avenger okay. And so it was a foe that he had not been able to prepare for uh, And that's how he kind of gets his ass kicked Then he comes back and he's brought his own kind of gang together mm. He He puts together another group that are Hate individual Avengers, so he brings together like Iron Man's uh, enemy, the Living Laser, and Black mm. Panther's enemy, the Man Ape, who we see later on, and uh, the Swordsman who hates Hawkeye, and he creates this group called the 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 um, the Lethal Legion. Um, and that's quite uh, a <laughs> I think just for a while. It's all still you know you know revenge for my brother, revenge for my brother, mm. and then eventually through a series of events that include the Grim Reaper and the Avengers. Simon his brother is brought back to life um, And is embraced and becomes a fully fledged Avenger Wonder Man Mm. um, And goes on to have this superhero career and becomes a long-standing member of the Avengers And the Grim Reaper then at that point seems to lose his grip with reality Like he doesn't believe he doesn't trust this is really his brother and all this kind of all this kind of stuff and he's died and come back several times, kind of over the years, to live up to the Grim Reaper name. He, he also kind of starts to get some, like black magic kind of Ooh. related abilities through his reanimation and um, yeah. some voodoo stuff, and
1: yeah, he gets some mystical abilities as well. Ooh, very nice. Freeing von Strucker from his cell, Grim Reaper gives his boss a powerful red gauntlet that he uses to drain the youth out of a nearby shield guard before escaping in a hover car. But mm-hmm. just as the That's target- a great sentence, isn't it? Before escaping in a hover car. That does sound like a sentence you hear in Garth Marenghi or something,
0: you know. I'd have to I, you know what, I'm gonna have to challenge that. I don't think it's a hover car, it's a flying car. Like it's oh, not, just, it's not hovering, is it?
1: God. It's flying. It soars upwards. Yeah, but flying car sounds like something that John Travolta wants. Like everybody should be in flying cars. Oh, that's what? That's cool. <laughs> oh, oh, he, he had a thing about like he's obsessed with airplanes. And he's not general. wrong.
0: Everyone should have a flying car. That's, that's what they promised us in the fifties.
1: They did promise us that, but they also promised us a lot of weird stuff. Anyway, look you watch? Am I calling it a flying car?
0: Octopus and hover car? No. Hydra and flying car? Yes. I hate you so much right now.
1: Anyway, but just as the Hydra agents fly away, Fury jumps on the flying car to stop them. He punches Strucker in the face. But because boom. boom! Boom! Right in the face. Wall up. I love how Strucker is like surprised. It's like ah, my face, <laughs> my face. To be fair though, I mean I've been punched in the face. It's very surprising. Mm. Um, we see part. Oh sorry, but Strucker grabs Fury's face and starts draining the life from him. The process ages Fury, and we see part of his grey hair turn white. Fury overcomes Strucker and hells him out of the flying car, where he's recaptured by Shield. On board the hover car, Fury and Grim Reaper continue fighting until Fury is thrown overboard and falls to his seeming death. As the Grim Reaper gloats he notices that Fury planted a bomb on his side at the last minute. The bomb explodes throwing the hydra cyborg into the snowy mountains below. Meanwhile Nick Fury's shield outfit has transformed into a glider suit allowing him to ride on the air.
0: That's the, gl- gl-
1: that's the glider That's, that's the that's, glider Sorry it's a hover suit uh, <laughs> Fury glides down the mountain Lands on top of the injured Grim Reaper And captures him So, so this is the end of the, uh, f- the Of our first episode of this uh, This is really cool Nick Fury sequence as well And it's very different To what we see him do in the MCU MC. Obviously uh, Nick L <clears throat> Fury In the films Very very badass, but not as badass as this. This is this is hands-on badassery.
0: This is before we've seen a badass. I don't think we see a badass Nick Fury until Winter Soldier. He doesn't get yeah. to do much in those early movies at all.
1: Well, that car scene, the way where he has to fight his way out of the car—that was. That, but know, that's was, Winter Soldier, so that's years yeah, down the yeah, line. Exactly, yeah. This is
0: I don't know if you remember our, our Hasselhoff Nick Fury episode Yeah I remember it We talked an awful lot About like This Jim Storenko, the, the guy that kind of Really is the father Of Nick Fury mm. the, the the spy version Of Nick Fury This is just like The Jim Storenko Nick Fury He's the coolest guy In the room He has yep. the best gadgets The best tech he, He's punching Nazis He's riding in flying cars <laughs> He's got a flight Just when you think You've got him killed No I'm wearing A flight suit Like you didn't yeah. know I had this tech
1: And I've got it And now you're done for He's Mr. Deus Ex Machina Not really Oh um, come on Let me have that
0: No You keep using it wrong I won't let you have it <laughs> <laughs> When um, Struck, I thought I it was a neat bit When Strucker drains the life From Nick Fury And his hair It's his black hair And it turns white mm. At the temples This To my mind Is creating Like a combination Of Of the comic book Nick Fury character, who is a white man with black hair and grey temples, white temples, Mm. and the MCU Nick Fury, who's Sam Mother Loving Jackson. Yeah. So they've obviously, they don't want a white Nick Fury because that would be jarring if you watch those movies. Mm. So they have a black character. Yeah. But they then do this little touch to make at least his hair look like the comic book Nick. I, I thought that was quite a neat little touch,
1: little moment. Very, very nice little touch. So, it compares compares quite well to the MCU. I mean, uh, that's that's the thing to ask, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah.
0: I guess maybe we compare this to the first two Iron Man movies and the presentation of Iron Man in the MCU at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, with with Iron Man, he was fighting his own battles with uh, uh, Jeffrey Lebowski uh, in a bigger <laughs> in a bigger suit with the first one, obviously. You mean uh, Dingamajig Jig? I mean, uh, or, or not. I was going to say Bolivar Trask. No, it wasn't. Um, Obadiah Stain. Yeah, but, but I, call him Big is... Lebo- I call him Jeffrey okay. Lebowski because it's. Uh, yeah, it's just yeah. trying to penetrate
0: that for people who don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, sorry, sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm an idiot,
1: I know. But it, it seemed like he was fighting his own foes. And this, mm. he's fighting a major organisation. So there's that bigger feel of the world. It feels like mm. they're, ramp- they're ramping up the speed of the story progression quite a lot and then putting extra things in immediately saying, this is happening here, rather than drip feed it like we've had in the films. The pace is yeah pace, faster isn't it pace, the pacing here is a lot faster we're, it, it's almost like in media res we're in the middle of it hmm. he, we're not seeing him become Iron Man it's like the first bat it's like the first Batman film we don't see him become Batman but there's that still where there's that sort of unease with the police where they don't truly know if he's on their side or not there's, there's quite an interesting
0: way that these the, these stories were kind of presented so if you load up um, Earth's Mightiest Heroes on Disney Plus mm. the, the episodes we're looking at now Are not the first episodes oh. Because the broadcast release was all screwed up
1: That's a shame And
0: that's what for some reason Disney Plus presents So um, Disney had success with uh, the Clone Wars I think it was Where mm. releasing what was called mini web episodes Yeah Which were actually just segments from A few of the early episodes They released the mini things Got a good yeah. buzz And then they went to the broadcast All the episodes we're looking at were released in chunks as like mini-episodes, but Ah, they were meant to be held together like this, like a proper episode. would introduce all the characters, and then we get the story. Unfortunately, the mini-episodes were released like that on the web for people to watch online, but then Disney did not want to release those as the foot. They wanted to start with all the Avengers together, to be the mm-hmm. Avengers There's a little interference there in the production So we actually st- The broadcast History It starts with um, ev- You don't get any of this to begin with You get a two-parter mm-hmm. Where some major stuff Happens and then They do four episodes showing you how all the characters Come together It's so weird, this is the best way to do it The correct way to do it is to watch Like the Iron Man episode, the Thor episode, and then go and it's it, it's slightly complicated. Um, uh, but we have got so much more coming up. On the other side of this break, we've got Thor, we've got Hulk, we've got Captain America, and we've got Ant Man. Beefy, meaty, packed with trivia. Stick with us.